Welcome, everybody, to Hot Take Sports, Episode 6. Clayton, how you feeling today, kid? Feeling pretty good, overall. Even after the loss today? Yeah, we'll, 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 get, we'll get to my true feelings okay. on that here in a little bit. Oh, that, I love the, uh, <laughs> the, the tone in your voice. It sets it up real well. I'm excited. What about you, Brady? I mean, I'm pretty good. Uh, my the my alone team that played today won, so I mean that That's was nice. Congratulations to your sister. Oh yeah, yeah that that was I exhausting. Bet. That was a heck of a process to go through. I'm uh, well. I mean, I was at I was at the church from two forty five to four four thirty. No, four forty five. I was at the church for two hours, and then I left the reception hall at nine. <laughs> Yeah. It's a day right there. Brady's sister Brittany got married yesterday. So that's that's where we're going with that. How about you, Isaac? A little bit salty, little salty. but good. I wonder why. Wonder why. Matt, how are you doing? Yeah, we were we were we were having that. We'll get we'll get to that eventually. We'll we'll save that one probably for the end. Just just to end on a real uh, gritty note. I'm happy. I got out of quarantine today. This is my second quarantine of 2021. If uh, you guys can even figure out the math on that one. I'm excited to get back to life. Back to hooping. and I'm excited to get these podcasts back in person. How about you guys? Yeah, me too. I'm tired of talking yeah. to my phone. I mean, I mean, I said I de- I'm definitely excited to get back in person. But, I mean, evidently we're more productive. <laughs> no, we're, we're more productive because it's 2021. We're we're hitting the ground running. We're we're ready. All right, let's pick up where we left off two episodes ago. Technically, we had a emergency episode in the middle for the big Harden trade news. The James Harden. I'm sure special. we'll get into that a little bit, just a little bits and pieces in here. But that episode is out there. That's episode five. But uh, where we left off, the uh, college football championship. And I would like to start off by saying. I probably was the closest uh, with my prediction. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> I mean, you, yeah, you were the only right. one to pick Alabama. I was the only one who pick Alabama, and I said they were going to do exactly what they should do. They're going to come in, they're going to stomp on Ohio State, and Ohio State's not going to know what to do against that defense, which is pretty much what happened yeah. the entire second half. I mean, I don't, see, I don't know if it's Ohio State didn't know what to do against the defense. I think it's Ohio State didn't what, didn't know what to do against the offense. There's also that. That was a uh, minor problem for them. I mean, Clayton, I'm just gonna point out to you, you finally can no longer pick 31 to 30. <laughs> I know that was. I immediately thought about that after they got destroyed. Did you? They were literally <laughs> really dominated funny. in almost every aspect of that game. Not just beaten. Not oh, they got. Couple extra yards here, a couple extra yards there. No, they were they were yeah, Mac, dominated. Mac Jones, Mac Jones completed eighty percent of his passes for four sixty four and five. I put that. I put those numbers up in a yeah. video game once. Yeah, for real. <laughs> Me too. Me three. Shut up, Isaac. You're bad at video games. Isaac, you did a deal. However, once I think Ohio State points by Brady. You also lost to a CPU in two K. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, don't need a Hey, what you talking about? Crap on Isaac Knight. Whoop, whoop. <laughs> Finally! <laughs> Brady, don't think you've escaped yet. We'll get there. <laughs> oh, I, oh, no. I'm, no, that was last episode. Let, let, me, let me have one off. Mm, how nah. about no? 
Isaac, I don't think anyone asked you. But can we, they, I think they actually did a fairly good job of not, of holding Najee Harris, like in check. Like I'm, yeah, he had two TDs, but like at least rushing wise, he he had 22 rushes and only yeah, had 79 yards. But I mean, he also had seven receptions for 79 yards. But I mean, at least in the rushing averages, he averaged 3.6 yards per carry. So I mean, at least on the Alabama's ground game. Yes, yeah, as, as long check. as you as long as you leave out his receptions, his longest rush was only thirteen yards, and their almost longest rush of the game was twenty one, from uh, Brian Robinson, who was their number two running back. Yeah, yeah, he yeah he rushed for uh, he had ten attempts and sixty nine yards, so he averaged six point. No wonder they won. <laughs> hey. Uh, fun fact about Ohio State: that's the biggest loss to a non-conference team in a hundred years. Yeah, but that's a pretty good team to lose to by that much. Like, I yeah, mean, that team will probably yeah. have at least five starters potentially go in the first round. So who who is the better college football team? This year's Alabama or last year's LSU? This year's Alabama. This year's Alabama. Yeah. They sure. say so with the way Devontae Smith is playing, this year's Alabama. Like literally, no. I have nothing against Joe Burrow, and I have nothing against Tua. But I definitely think Mac Jones was better than I ever anticipated him to be. Like I never thought Mac Jones was gonna be good, but he came out and proved me he wrong. Waited, hey, so. he, he waited his time, put in the work, and now he's national champion. So I mean, kudos to him for that. Now, see, here's my question. There. Had Talia stayed and not transferred to Maryland, do you think Mac Jones like would have had to fight for his job, or do you think it, the job was still going to be his heading into the year? I think he would have had to fight for, for it. For sure. Yeah, he would have had to fight for it, but I I mean, he should have won. I think he would have won. I mean, so do I. I mean, I don't think Talia See, played See, my question to that is, would he have been even better if he had to fight for his spot? I mean, he put in that much. More I mean, I don't know. I don't know if he could really get much better. Have been that much more insane. I don't think it'd be that much more insane, but it'd definitely be better. Not by much, though. I mean, I'm not gonna lie to you. After playing Mizzou, his first game, he had three straight games with over 400 passing yards. He had five games this year with 400 or 400 plus passing yards. And in all but one of them, he had at least four passing TDs. So, against Texas A&M, he had 435-4. and four. Against um, Mississippi, he had 417-2. and two. Against, I believe that's Georgia. Yeah, it's Georgia. Georgia, he had 417-4. and four. Against, against Florida, he had 418-5. and five. And... Against Ohio State, he had four sixty four and five. Yeah, but you know what numbers are still more insane than that? This hmm. tiny little dude who happened to win the Heisman Trophy somehow, wink, wink, put up one hundred and fifty plus yards in two, four, One half, six, <laughs> seven games, and three of those games were over two hundred. Oh, I, so, I believe what it. Was their, what was the record okay, this well, year? Thirteen and zero. Thirteen and zero. Thirteen and zero. He was over 150 yards in over half of his games. 
And it's really hard to believe that Mac Jones had two had two games with no passing TDs and both of them he still threw for over 200 yards. In fact, one of them he only had, he almost had 400 yards. But no, he had one, two, three, four. He had five four TD games and three five TD games. Devontae Smith averaged 18 yards per catch against Ohio State. When Sean Wade was saying, oh, bring on Devontae Smith the week before, I was like, dude. Be careful nah. what you wish for. You have you're no gonna, idea. You're going to get cooked, my friend. <laughs> and that's exactly what happened. I said, everyone is hating on Sean Wade. I mean, while it wasn't entirely Sean Wade, it was mostly, it Sean, was Wade. mostly Sean Wade. Well, it was his assignment. You can't expect him to do too much, but... I mean, there was one. I think there was one TD where they had a, a yeah. I, it was that one where he put, went down the right sideline, or or I guess from the angle with like the main TV camera, that would have been the far sideline. Uh, they had one of their linebackers matched up on him. Like I don't know if they were like running a zone or what they were doing, but they had a linebacker on him. That's why he. That's why he busted clear out wide open. Yeah. Well, one way or the other, we can all agree on one thing. Clayton was definitely right. What should they have done, Clayton? What? Oh, they should have Calvin Johnson, Devontae Smith on every single play. Line two corners up against him and make sure a safety is always dropping into his area. That was our only chance, and we absolutely did not do that. Yeah, I'm going to agree with you. But here's the question. Is your was the secondary is like is the secondary even fast enough to keep up with him? I get I get that point. Hey, man, like I mean, obviously double saving. I was gonna say if you but, throw three bodies at the guy, has insane speed. You, you can try. I'm gonna say that's that would definitely have been their only shot. But Alabama has has like enough receiving depth because like I they literally have two number one receivers on their roster. Like they literally have two probably top like top. I mean, I guess they could both go top ten, but they're at least two first round wide receivers on their team. Yeah. Now, Jalen Waddle only had three. Yeah, receptions but Jalen Waddle's ankle was in pieces. He shouldn't have played in that game, anyways. I one hundred percent agree with that. That was so, I mean, an irresponsible. Even if Jalen Waddle was Alabama's healthy. Part. All right. Enough of uh, you know praising Alabama, you know for Ohio State fans. That's no fun. What did Ohio State yeah, do that, that in this sucked. game? Uh, I mean, the field was under two hundred. Was under two hundred. He didn't have an interception. And threw. He did not. He he threw, he threw right around fifty percent. I think was he definitely rushed for sixty-seven yards. Yeah, he averaged eleven point two per carry. He had the longest rush out of anybody in the game. <laughs> 33 yards. Lamar Jackson on him. Yeah, Olave had 8 for 69. Wilson had 3 for 50 in a TD. They, Rucker only had one reception. Yeah. He had that one good one. That was about it. And uh, our puncher did really well. Man, you know you played like crap when the punter is one of the highlights of the game. His longest punt was 50 hey, yards. Man, he he averaged five... 43. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he had five for two. Our punter punted for more yards than our quarterback threw for. I mean, that's yeah. That sounds like a great. Day. Wow, that sounds like the Clinton Cup. Why is that ago. even a stat? 
why is punting yards? <laughs> <laughs> he punted for 214 yards. Justin Fields threw for 194. Our defense also only had two sacks. But against an offensive line like Alabama's. That is also some big boys. Tough Borland, though, had 10 tackles and four assisted tackles. I mean, I think that, like, factors into the 10, but Tough Borland played well. Um, I thought Master Teague did well. He had. Two, he had two of our three TDs. It was so. tough to see Trey Sermon go down, but yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I definitely think Ohio State would have put up more if Trey Sermon stayed in that game. Especially, like, like Trey Sermon's, like, previous two games. Just, like, yeah, he had he'd been a huge part of the offense for the last two well, games. The problem for Teague in that game was that we had fallen behind and Ohio State is one of pretty much every team, most teams, that when they fall behind, they go strictly to their passing game because they want to make it all back at once. Master Teague didn't even get a snap against Clemson. He had a concussion. He was uh, injured. Oh, that's right. I, for- I forgot he was concussed that game. Braden, Braden, Braden. I love your logic, though, Isaac. I mean, Brady. I was hey, I was just reading I was just reading the stats. I forgot to using your brain I was just, saying, just game the statistics. I was just reading the game log. I was like, hey look, he didn't play versus Notre or not Notre Dame, Clemson. You're really starting to sound like me, Don't Brady. push I think my eyeballs are just not functioning <laughs> anymore. I'm not going to We'll get you again, I promise. Oh, oh believe me, Isaac. It may be it, it may may not be you getting roasted right now, but you just wait. I know. All right, so Ohio later. State got crapped on. Any other bowl games we want to talk about? Honestly, I'm good. I think I brought up about everything. I mean, I, I, I think we about in the last yeah, episode. Yeah, I'm pretty good. Yeah, I think we covered most stuff. So on to the next topic. How about the NBA? How about it? I mean. Other than the Harden big trade. How about Houston winning their first game? Christian Wood is the most improved player in this league. Um, Currently, the Clippers are crapping on the Pacers, who don't have their center tonight. DeMontis Sabonis double-doubles, of course. Uh, New York New York destroyed Boston. That, that completely oh, screwed yeah. me in fantasy today, dude. <laughs> That screwed you in fantasy? You know what Bro, screwed Blake, me in fantasy? Blake, the 76ers and Thunder not playing. Because that was half my team. <laughs> I'm. What's really wild is I literally woke up from my nap to the Browns kicking off. Like, because they just scored their first TD. Like, I woke up from my nap to them kicking off and a notification saying that the game was, like, the game was postponed. I was like, ah, oh, what an eventful time to wake Shout up. to that boy De'Aaron Fox. Holy cow. That man had himself yeah, a yeah, drop forty three and thirteen. Speaking, what? Uh, speaking of another guy that had a night, Lucas triple double. But that's what a, got me everyday is his thing. quote afterwards. Mean? Well, 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 no. What really got me was his quote afterwards. He was what he told the media. He goes, "I know I got a triple double, 
but I was too selfish. I was too I was too worried about myself, and that's all. Yeah, so we, and we stats lost. Stats don't that's matter when me. you lose to one of the worst teams in basketball by sixteen. To me, like, like to to me, that's a big like leadership thing. Like he admitted that he was being selfish. How did Kristaps do? I know he's just coming back. Uh, he had twenty and eight. Didn't have any that's assists. Not bad. But Luke, Lucas shot 13 for 30. He only had six points in the second half. He had 30 oh. in the first half and six in the second. Wow. My man had 36, 16, How did our 15. boy Rudy Gobert do today? 15 for 13. Wow. Oh, I, 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 actually, I, haven't, I don't think I really ended up looking at the stats yet for that because I was trying to wait. Oh, yeah, Clarkson 23-3 and one off the bench. Let's go. Isaac, thank you so much for Jordan Clarkson. I mean, we li- we we literally gave you Exum. That is what we gave Exum's up. Not even on the team anymore. Clarkson. I was gonna say, except we turned I'm him like, into Jared get- Allen. So, hey, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I definitely think it was more the first round pick than Exum. So, I definitely think the first round pick did more than than Exum did in that deal. I'm just gonna it, throw that it, out there. It, it's a Milwaukee Bucks pick, so we don't care about it. Yeah. Jokic and Jamal Murray both had 30 points tonight, though. Dear Lord. Oh, look. Once again, though. Back to Utah. Royce O'Neal being the only starter not to score double-digit points. Which is usually go back. Royce O'Neal's out there to play defense. Don't crap on him for not scoring a bunch of points. Fair enough. But my man only had one steal. Donovan Mitchell had a steal in two blocks, though. Stop staring at stats. To critique somebody's play. That's not how the game works. Oh, I know. I figured. Do we have anything to talk about in basketball? Honestly, a bunch of people are getting postponed. My team got postponed. I'm sad about it. I mean, Harden did drop a triple-double in his first game in Brooklyn. Screw Harden. I just figured it would be worth mentioning. Oh, I think they will. Harden also lost like 15 pounds. Where did you hear that? Please tell me. Forbes magazine? <laughs> Give it to me. Because I guarantee Forbes I magazine all you did was look at a bleacher report picture of when his like Houston Rockets warm up was bagged out a little bit, and then a picture of him warming up in the Nets jersey where he looks skinny. So you just threw out a number with it. Tell me I'm wrong. Yeah, but get out right. of here. Not literally this time. Imagine not at least using a fact. Richard. I was going to say, bro, we, we've literally just had the conversation of you staring at stats and determining about how I players play. I need to look at more stats. You need to look at but less those... stats. Anything else. <laughs> I was going to say, at least minor facts, though. But, yeah, you are you are correct, Matt. Does anybody else have anything about the NBA? I'm looking. See if I have anything. Don't worry, Matt. I'm in the news section, not the scores section. Calm down. Oh, Kyrie! Kyrie is questionable to, to come back Monday. Jeremy Grant's the best player in the league. So Ben Simmons shot a three. Saw that. I was going to say the <laughs> air ball who but... ended up putting it in. We'll call it a pass. <laughs> oh wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. Lucas triple double pass for Michael Jordan in the all time list. I, I didn't realize that. Me. Yeah, it was. Just... Yeah, he passed Michael Jordan against the Bulls, but lost. He get, he said he played terrible. I mean, it in, in the second half, he did. So. It happens. So, 
what's he what, what kind of is there anything you guys are disappointed in in the NBA right now? I'll I'll start just to throw oh, something facts. out. I am disappointed that Markel Fultz got hurt because that team was killing it before he got hurt, and since then they're on a five-game losing streak, and then one game getting postponed. Tough times in Orlando. Yeah, that's rough. That's rough. Um, I'm I'm disappointed that the Celtics played like garbage today and ruined Kemba Walker. Did he have return. to come back tonight? That makes me sad. Yeah, that was his. That was his return. I just actually just saw. That's, I didn't realize he came back. Tough. But yeah, did he do okay? I assume he was on a minutes restriction. Um, I will look because I I'm. You can still use stats for this one, Brady. It's okay. Yeah, I know. That. I, was, I was going Ooh. to. I was going to. He did not do good. Um, yeah, he played 19 minutes, had 9-3-4. and four. But he had three steals, though. He had three steals, though. So his, yeah, his but he also had there, five right? turnovers and took 13 shots and only scored nine off of it. If you have less points than you I did shots, not, you I messed did, I hadn't up. seen those yet. Oh, Tatum didn't play again today. Is he still in uh, COVID? Yeah. Still COVID protocols. Isaac, is Julius Randle an all-star this year? Yes or no? No. What? Bro, I think he is. Julius Randle's absolutely an all-star this year. It. We still have a couple months. Listen we here. Still, sadly, there's no all-star game, so we'll never really know. But he, I mean, he's averaging 23, 10 and a half, and 7 this year. <laughs> RJ Barrett has another double RJ Barrett, too. RJ Barrett needs Barrett. to get a shot, and then he'll be fine. Him and Ben Simmons, man. They're both great slashers, but that's about it. Can we talk about Emmanuel quickly, like the last two days? Well, he was hurt to start the season. Being so, quickly being was going to be good for that team, but he just couldn't play. Actually, he's actually played really well his last three games. He's had double-digit points his last three games. Yeah, he's, he's, he's come in good. Yeah, Blake picked him. I wonder fantasy, if he so. can kind of catch up in the rookie of the year race. Right now, that's a one-horse race, though. Oh, for sure. Oh, oh, absolutely. I had Anthony Edwards through the first about three games, and then he put up three games of like zero, six, and nine points, while Lamelo Ball is putting up twenty, ten, and nine, twenty six, eight, and four. And I'm like, well, there goes that. <laughs> I was actually, I was actually scrolling through um, the news section on on the score. That's where I do most of my really? not the stats. <laughs> and and uh, very very funny though, very funny. But the Warriors actually said that they also thought Lamelo Ball was the best player in the draft, but they picked James Wiseman. Out oh, of absolutely. So honestly, I think if the Warriors had a center, they might have taken Lamelo. Well, Ball. that makes sense. Could you imagine Lamelo on the Warriors though? That's could you imagine? Have to do That'd no be terrifying. He could just shoot every time he catches the ball. Lamelo is definitely better than Lonzo. I've got no question with that. Absolutely, Lamelo. Like is I said, I'm not sure if that if we would call that a hot be take. Better or than his brother all time. No arguments there. The team um, I'm disappointed in is the Very true. Yeah, that's adorable. That's actually Trey facts. Young. Man, he's, he's, they played Utah the other day. Didn't do too, they didn't do too well, I don't think. 
Yeah, yeah, they broke 92. He just looks like he has no confidence out there. I think Clint Capella's looked good the last couple of games, though. Traylon could definitely get his stride back but, yeah. today, though. Who are they playing goal. today? <laughs> are they actually going to Are they gonna get to play, though? Yeah, we only have three guys out, technically. No, honestly, like, I knew it was only Cat that tested positive for you guys. Uh, Wancho tested positive, too, I think. I think oh, did so. It? Well, dang, the Cavs don't get to play today. I didn't realize that they were supposed to play the Lizards again. Mm-hmm. That's only on oh, the guys. side, right? The, just them, like, I believe so. I don't think the Cavs, the Cavs have had any issues yeah. yet. Yeah. Oh, guys, here it goes. Episode one of the Nets Big Three versus Giannis. Are they all going to play, though? Well, will all three of them play? I was going to say, well, for sure, I'll Kyrie will be there. Just about to say. Like, I, know, I know I said earlier. Well, oh, no. Did you not hear me he earlier? And I said Kyrie was questionable. I don't think he, he won't will. play. I mean, I don't know who they play next. I'll look at that. Oh, they pl- oh their next two games are against the Cavs after oh. that. So, so Kyrie will definitely be back in the next three games. <laughs> That'll be interesting. I want to see how the Cavs play against the, play against the, the three of them. If they're actually all three in the game at the same time. I mean, I don't imagine that the they will Timberwolves be. and Hawks. In Atlanta, playing a two thirty game. I'm gonna say, yeah. Why the Knicks and Magic playing it's at noon Martin on Luther Monday King day tomorrow, guys? I mean, yeah. I guess it's Martin Luther King Jr. Day, but still. So people aren't gonna be at work. Not Christmas. All right, guys, we ready to move on to the NFL? I was gonna say, did anything interesting happen in the uh, MLB this week? No. Uh, Corey Kluber signed with the Yankees mere hours after DJ LeMahieu resigned for only fifteen million dollars a year for being an MVP candidate last year. And he was supposed to sign for twenty, but signed for fifteen a year, just so uh, he added like an extra year to his contract, just so the Yankees wouldn't have to pay the luxury tax. That's a team player right there. He, I'm saying he wanted like five and ninety, but he he dropped it to six and ninety. So the Yankees could still be slightly competitive, but yeah, they added Corey Kluber, who pitched one inning all of last season. Be so interesting to see how he returns. Interesting to see. That'll be interesting to see uh, which Kluber they get, whether they get Cy Young Kluber or Good Kluber. However, I've seen people discredit both of Kluber Kluber's Cy Young awards, so not sure how to feel about that, but it's fine. Yeah, so that's it there. Um, no. We'll get a quick NHL. Uh, Recap: Two Blue Jackets fans, Clayton and I, or no, just one. Isaac's a Blue Jackets fan. Clayton's a Red one. fan. I'm a wow. Blue fan. Wow. Your team doesn't exist. Shut up. Yeah, I know. You're a Kraken fan. <laughs> Is that I remember who's who? Well, yeah, because you don't have a team to worry I was about. Say your team doesn't even exist yet. <laughs> yet. Hey, man, July 21st. You'll have players. Congratulations. You guys can have Jimmy Howard, by the way. He's still a free agent, I think. I know. I, I just thought I'd bring it up Brady, I bet night. your team will do what FC Cincinnati did in their first year. No, <laughs> they're gonna be garbage? Yes, but they're going to be so lazy that they're not even going to have authentic jerseys for the team to wear. So they're going to have to wear gear from the team store. I don't know. They, they seem to be pretty on top of everything that they're doing. Like like everything I've seen, like like they've they've made a, like they filled all their positions like relatively quickly. 
I mean, they've already like they've had their their jerseys games out. Like I think when it, it might have been when they released the team. They're trying to be the first um of carbon neutral arena. Seattle Kraken's climate pledge arena is going carbon neutral. Man, what a good group so, of yeah. crackheads. Well, they're they're trying to. Absolutely. That that should be the name of our fan base. You absolutely fit that description. So we're off to a good start. It will be to the hot take sports group chat, and that's all that matters. <laughs> The inside of their arena actually looks like really good so far. Like this was from December second, but they did like a three sixty view of their arena. And it actually looks really good. Like they already have the video. Do you board uh, have the stats there. on all that? Don't need to be stats. You, you guys want to hear a really fun statistic? Hate you. Uh, I like stats. Brady's team, no, you and don't. Isaac's team have the same amount of division titles, Presidents Cups, Stanley Cup Finals appearances. <laughs> you know. At least I. You, you know that that's my favorite stat. Oh, wait, wait, Isaac. What, what was that? At least my team is average. At least my I team hasn't lost it. a game yet. Wow. Congratulations, Brady. That's all you got. That's all you could come back with was at least my team hasn't lost yet. Brady, hey, it's you, true. You made the playoffs. You haven't. So shut up. Well, I mean, naturally, my team can't make the playoffs. But I mean, your team makes the playoffs barely each year. They haven't even won the division yet, if ever. Hey, hey, I'm just happy we make the playoffs. Hey, 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 are you happy with your almost every year first round exit? You say almost? Yes. Yeah, almost yes. every year. Meaning a couple of years ago, they almost actually had a decent run. They they, they won like they once. did indeed crap on the lightning <laughs> the first round that one year. Oh my god! No, that was that was two years ago. <laughs> Every other year, first round exit. Mm, it wasn't first round exit. But at least we made it <laughs> through two games as of right now. Two, two games. <laughs> the Red Wings are cur- not last. The Red Wings game. are currently in fifth place with a record of one and one. The Blue Jackets are currently in seventh place at zero and two, but I believe they played the Predators twice. Predators are the lightning twice, so we'll we'll give them cut them a little bit of slack. Hey man. Hey the blue jackets the blue jackets are in six. The Blackhawks are indeed 0 and three. Love seeing hey. that. Uh, one of the games actually got postponed. Well, the stars today. haven't played stars yet. Stars lightning got they postponed. Had like Fourteen players with COVID or something like that. You're yeah. screwed down. <laughs> oh the Panthers the Panthers oh. crapped on the Blackhawks five to two. Penguins Capitals went to a shootout. The Blues are the currently Penguins sitting won. at fifth in the West Division yeah, with a record of one and one. Well, my team started really well. Um, their second game wasn't too hot. Yeah, the yeah that that was not a good day for all the Blues fans out there. Clay, Clayton, your your favorite Western Division Gosh. team. Is for those of you right who now. don't know, well, we're still technically the Minnesota Wild are so. the most broken NHL team on any sort of NHL video game that you may or may not play. And not in a good way. They're so bad. <laughs> Football yeah, that's true. The one time winter, that so Brady okay. has legitimately destroyed me in NHL, I was the Wild and he was the Golden Knights. Mark andre Fleury would not let a goal. It was like 11 goals to go three. in and he was basically scoring at will. <laughs> that was just a was, crazy day. That was beautiful. For if we happen to have any uh, soccer enthusiasts, I'll I'll bring it up for a split second. I did have 
I mean, we did have one guy on TikTok. Yeah, that one guy. Shout out to that one guy from TikTok. <laughs> that our our only comment on across like our said, seven videos. I only like soccer. Shout out to you, man. Me too. <laughs> Not really, but whatever. Yeah, across our seven videos, these are all the, the comments. Biggest game in the Premier League, probably yet this season. Uh, the two teams at the top of the table, Liverpool and Manchester United. I hate saying that. Manchester United, the top of the table. Ugh. Gross. They had a really exciting zero-zero draw that dropped Liverpool down to fourth, and Manchester United alone in first. By three points. So, when you said really exciting draw, it's no. actually exciting. No, it was, it was I was, I was guessing. I did, didn't know if you were excited about all the defense no, going uh, on. Well, I mean, Liverpool had a lot of shots. Liverpool had seventeen shots to Manchester United's eight. The problem is Liverpool still ended up with less shots on goal than United, <laughs> three to four. That's why there were three cards given out though. That's fun. That's always exciting. So where where are we going to start? Let's start with the recaps. Let's let's go to Saturday's game first. We'll make Isaac and Clayton wait. Perfect. Okay, Saturday's games. Let's see. So game one was... Rams-Packers. Yeah. That was 10-3 to at Rams-Packers was actually a really fun game to watch. For a casual football fan like myself, yeah, I was trying to watch it on Blake's phone from across the <laughs> table. Lofton had it on, so I was watching it. That's a win. Yeah. Then, freaking Bills Ravens was seventeen to three, and Lamar getting a concussion. The first of two QBs to get knocked out. We're not even going to actually talk about the game. We're just going to say it was a fun game for a casual fan, then go on to the next one. Jared Goff got sacked four times. That's crazy. No, but that game was fun. There was a lot of back and forth. It was a good chess match. It was technically, correct me if I'm wrong, but the Packers were the best offense and the Rams were the best defense, yeah? Statistically, yes. I think so, actually, yeah. Yeah, okay. Hey man, this looks like Ohio State's line in the in the national championship game. Rams punter, four punts for two oh two. His longest was 60, 64 yards. He's got a leg. Holy cow! But yeah. uh, Goff threw for one seventy four in a TD, which doesn't sound all that good, but he still threw twenty one of twenty seven. They really didn't run a lot of plays. And, and he has a broken thumb. His, his thumb isn't completely 100%. No, it's either, still broken. So. And it looks really good in that glove. I mean, he was, he was throwing dots, dude. <laughs> the rushing pack didn't have a bad day either. Yeah. Eight, eight. For nine yards. And somehow managed to average exactly five yards per carry. Not sure how he managed it, but you know. Well, he it was did. really what simple. He rushed 18 times and got a total of 90, 90 yards. yards. Therefore, yeah, I, I understand that. When Thank you divide you. 90 Thank by 18, yes, you get math. the number. I understand five. how math works. Thank you. Rams Packers, the, the big draw to the game was Jones versus Ramsey. That's not true. Adams versus Ramsey. It was, it was, yeah, Adams was versus close. Ramsey. 
Yeah, you were. You were. So Adams ended up with nine receptions for 66 yards and a touchdown, which is probably the best game that anybody has had against Ramsey this year. I feel like that's a fair assumption. I mean, yeah, it probably is. Yeah. But, I mean, when when uh, DeMonte, even when Ramsey played well against Adams, they just casually went to Alan Lazard, who had four receptions for 96 and a, and a TD. Yeah, they, I mean, they definitely used uh, Adams as a uh, decoy really well, which is exactly what you should do. Oh, yeah. No. Uh, I think Aaron Rodgers played well. He had 296 for, and two. He didn't get sacked at all. He he had, he had a wait him out. Yeah, my man had four rushes for negative three yards. I was gonna say, TD. leave it to Aaron Rodgers to have negative rushing yards and positive <laughs> rushing touchdowns. Averages negative point eight yards per carry. It's does a TD. His longest hey, his longest rush was one. Yeah, yard. and it got him in the end zone. So. Aaron Jones had 14 rushes for 99 yards. His longest was a 60-yard run. Ramsey only ended up with so, I mean, like, one I guess that would tackle make it... this game. One really? tackle and three assists. Assisted tackles. And that was pretty much the extent of his stat line. Yo, the, Ra- the Rams' leading tackler was the safety, so... I mean, uh, I, guess that, I guess that would just go to show... Uh, what, what the Packers were, were relying on. Yeah, it's, it's supposed to be, like, snowy in, like, 20s and 20s or 30s. But we'll, we'll get to their opponent here soon, though. We'll get to their opponent but soon. First, Buffalo. The Buffalo. Yeah. Where they said the winds were so freaking fast that it was affecting snaps. Not just, like, kickoffs. And field goals and extra points, but the snap, the like two to three yard gap oh, yeah. between the center's butt and a shotgun formation, it was making the ball move. That's insane. Oh, absolutely. Josh Allen had 206 and a TD, 23 for 37. Man, really, really thought Lamar was going to Paul <laughs> Pearson until uh, he didn't. Again, what? almost Paul Pierce a second time, and they no, really didn't okay. run it all that game. The Bills, no, they did. Yeah, they they really started relying on Josh Allen. They're like partway through the year, they're like, okay, we need to stop running the ball. Josh Allen is literally the key to key to winning games. And that that dude named I mean, Stephon Diggs. I hear he's pretty good at football. Well, I, I'm. <laughs> Oh, well, yeah, absolutely. Honestly, though, I think quarantine was one of the better things that happened to Josh Allen and Why Stephon Diggs. Why should they play Fortnite because together? I, yeah, that's how, that's how they started building their bond, and nothing is better than a strong bond and trust between a quarterback and your number one receiver because that, that gives you more confidence in just throwing up and throwing footballs up towards them. I feel like, you're, like you just have trust in them. So I mean, like that that helped, for, like in my opinion. Uh, Edwards and Dobbins had ten carries each with forty yards. They, actually, they did a lot of running. Like <laughs> I mean, 
as you should when the winds are like that. <laughs> and Edwards' longest run or rush was twelve, and Dobbins was thirteen. They almost had near. They almost had identical rushing lines. That's hilarious. Except for yes. Edwards had a fumble and Dobbins did not. I didn't think Huntley did too bad. For being especially careful for the fact that he's a four stringer playing in the most important game of his life That's true. so far. But he's still no Lamar Jackson and you know, that showed in a game that ended with a total of twenty points. Hey man. Still higher scoring than Super Bowl fifty three. That doesn't take a lot of effort. That's also not that hard. Yeah, more. However, shout out to Bill's Mafia though for donating a bunch of money to Lamar Jackson's to, to the one charity in Louisville that Lamar Jackson donated to a couple of times. Oh yeah, cool. that is very true. Yeah, shout, shout out shout out to them. So Bill Bill's Mafia taking dubs and then giving children some meals. Love to see it. Like that that made me like Bill's Mafia even more. Like they they literally had me at breaking tables, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> got, got me even more. <laughs> they had me at breaking tables. What a crew. Bro, I saw a Twitter comment. It was like, yeah, we, we love help. We love helping people. <laughs> we don't discriminate, <laughs> except for against tables. We, hey, I was like, they wait don't a discriminate minute. there either. All tables are bad tables, and all tables Pretty are much. broken through. Fair enough. Okay. Well, I love the AFC East. We we may all be bad. Is it because your team can easily win it every year? No. I just just love the AFC East because we always have at least one meme team. We have a mediocre team, which in case this this year was my team. Is your team really mediocre, though? This year, yes. Were they even, like, that good? Like, were they even up to mediocre? I mean, the rushing game was the best it's been in That's 20 years. I was going to say your quarterback didn't pass. enough. So, they're, they're, mediocre, they're mediocre enough. I mean, well, our other quarterback didn't run. So, I mean, your other yeah. quarterback has Super Bowls. This is also true. Oh, wait a minute. He's still in the playoffs. Isaac, can, can you, like, wait and get there? Because unlike other people's quarterbacks, you're correct. And unlike he your quarterback. Runs. Our quarterback, quarterback does to the playoffs. Well, that's fine. Hey, man, my quarterback's a free agent now. He doesn't have anyone to leave to the playoffs. Indeed. That's for the best. Tell me about it. I saw somebody, though, was like, yeah, the Patriots are going to re-sign Cam Newton and draft this guy, Benjamin Ferrier, behind Cam Newton. I'm like, yeah, we're not doing that. Okay, I'll take okay. Cam to the Texans. That's the last thing that franchise needs right now. Bro, I saw. That's the point. I saw a report today. I saw a report today. It said that the Texans have become the most undesirable head coaching job. Well, yeah, that's because they put a crap ton of money towards it and then chose some dude off the streets. Well, yeah, naturally. And then you know Watson's probably most likely sure. played his last snap somewhere else for the franchise. That is the exact wording that most of the reports said. He is done. I don't know. I think it'll be interesting to first her to see what they actually get for him. All fun and games, <laughs> so they get Sam Darnold and like four first rounders. I mean, that would 
instantly improved. They the go Jets. from two and fourteen to five and eleven. No, 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 no. <laughs> Four eleven. Yeah, you're, and you're one. probably right. Wow. <laughs> I'm excited. It is the Jets we're talking yeah, about. Yeah, you're right. They'll tie the Browns. Speaking of which, Ooh. Browns Beautiful versus segue. the Chiefs. Chiefs prevail twenty-two to seventeen. Ref bailout, the most overhyped quarterback in the league. Even after he got the only thing out, I want to say about that is as frustrated it. as I was when that was happened. For those of you who may not know, Rashard Higgins leapt for the end zone, and one of Kansas City's safeties led with the crown of his helmet, hit him helmet to helmet, fumbled the ball, went out the back of the end zone for a touchback, and the Chiefs got the ball right before halftime. Well, they went down and kicked the field goal too. Which I also have a, a very interesting thing. The only comment I really have on that whole situation is it seems to be a trend that the NFL screws a team out of the playoffs every single year. For example, Drew Brees getting screwed by not getting a pass interference call against the Los Angeles Rams. This this year, it just happened to be the Browns. And you know what? That's okay. We'll be back next year. We'll reload and hopefully be ready to go. I'm going to say, I I can't remember if it was Tony Romo or Jim Nance that said it, but they were like, I, they all said that the Browns are the Browns, but these Browns are no longer the Browns that they were. Oh, for sure. And I was like, that is absolutely facts, guys. The the these yeah. these are the Browns. They are here for a while. I'm honestly just wait. I'm literally waiting for the Baker extension to get announced. I'm literally waiting for it. But unfortunately, State Farm did Indeed. prevail today in the. In I'm not Bowl. disappointed with Baker Mayfield's performance either, though he had 204 passing yards with a touchdown and a oh, pick. Oh, neither am I. But that really doesn't. <laughs> that stat line doesn't show how good of a game he really had. Oh, absolutely! He almost had two picks, though. Tyron Matthew. Yeah, I know what you're there. talking about. Jarvis Landry. I'm assuming it you saw Glenn. Tyron Matthew. Matthew about had a pick six going the other way. Oh yeah, absolutely. That's it. What that would that, that would have completely sealed it for the Chiefs, especially because at that point, Kareem Hunt didn't run the, t- the touchdown yet. No, like I mean, I'm not I wouldn't say I really the well. Played really well. Today. Definitely, our defense, like our holes, especially in the secondary, showed. Because we're supposed to have guys like Grant Delpit out there. He tore his ACL in training I mean, camp. Yeah. Greedy Williams, he's been battling I was several say, yeah. different injuries over the course yeah, of I the definitely, season. Yeah, I definitely think that once Delpit and Greedy are back, I think the Browns secondary will look a lot better. But, I mean, I thought guys like Ronnie Harrison really played well this year. Like, I, I like Ronnie Harrison a lot. I like Denzel Ward a lot. They've definitely proven that they can be leaders in that secondary and help guide Greedy and Delta to be a really solid secondary. Denzel's a top I would. I would say he's like... I don't know if, I, I don't know if I'd go that Maybe. Far. Why not, though? Why wouldn't he be? Who's above him? No, you might as well share it now. Well, Gilmore, Ramsey, and Jair okay, Alexander three. are at least okay. above him. That's only three people above three. him. That's still age four and five. I'd put Trey White above him. Tredavious White's literally amazing in Buffalo. Okay, you got one more? Marshawn Lattimore. Easily. For the Saints. I don't put most of them easily above him. I put Ramsey easily above him, and that's about it. You don't you don't put Stephon Gilmore above him? He was literally a deep play last year. 
Oh, and Xavier Howard could also make a case, but he's I think he's Xavier Howard led in picks. Uh, yeah, he Ward. was insane this year. But yeah, the, yeah. he's definitely arguably well, no. top five. And I'm not even a major football fan. Oh, I mean, I mean, doesn't the Ward's absolutely my top ten? Though? Like they're and he definitely could be in the top five after next year. The Browns but, are definitely yeah. only getting stronger next year, and I'm interested to oh, see that's, what that's, their that's off season moves end up being between their draft picks. Okay. What they do with Odell talks, everything. See, where I am on the Odell talks, I think that they can comfortably trade Odell because of guys like Peoples, Jones, and Higgins. Plus, having their apparently three tight end headed to or three tight end receiving attack. Because thank the Lord, I mean, Browns fans are so thankful probably that they didn't trade in Joku because the last couple of weeks he's. Showed up in really nice, nice spots, but yeah, and Joku won it out, but evidently he's he's fine now. The joke will stay with the Browns. I really thought that they were going to trade him. I thought that they were going to grant his request, get a nice draft pick for him. But I thought, yeah. I thought they were too. But I'm happy we kept them. Yeah, you said this game. earlier. Harrison Bryant literally did nothing today. He said nothing He's, the He didn't even have a reception. No, he had a target. No, or a target, I actually. remember a play target. where Baker was attempting to throw it out of bounds, and he what was the, the only one remotely in the area. So that would have been technically considered a target for him, right? Stupid sports apps. Imagine Lally. not watching the game and strictly going off of statistics. I feel like I should. Bro, I fell asleep during the first half. What do you want from me? It was like 12. It was... I think it was thirteen because it was six nothing, and then, then the Chiefs scored again. Isaac, and that's what were you saying? Sleep. <sighs> Since I'm a Browns fan, I probably should be talking. So I'm, I'm not mad how they played today. I'm happy how the season went. I am salty about that one call. That's all I'm going to leave it at. But looking into the future, we're only like one or two pieces away from a true Super Bowl contender. And you could argue we have those pieces ready, but I think we don't because we have guys going in free agency that we should resign, aka Hollywood Higgins and Obajobi, our D tackle. I mean, I I think the Browns need to subtract. I know you're talking about subtracting the pieces you're talking about. Absolutely. I haven't got there yet. Oh, I know you haven't. I was just figured to throw it out there while you stopped talking there for a second. So, okay, that, fair enough. so that, that way you can include it when you continue. Well, all you mentioned, Sprite, like Odell, me personally, I think we should trade him and get either a left end or See, Mike for him. Because... I don't Olivier think the Browns sign Olivier Vernon. I don't think they're going to want to throw enough money at him. No, I don't like I think they, they let him walk. See, my no. my problem is, what is Odell's trade value right now? Because I mean, he was good in spots while he was still playing, but now he's recovering from a yes. major injury. So, do you have to keep him around until closer to like the trade deadline and get his trade value up? Or do you just unload him in the offseason to get him out of the locker room for whatever somebody's willing to give you? Honestly, though, I think if the Browns took the right approach to it 
and went to a team like the Eagles or the Lions, who are really receiver needy right now, and said, I've, listen, I know he was hurt, but when he's on the field, he could produce. And I I think the Lions, like teams like the Lions or Eagles would really be willing to give up the draft capital for him. I really do. I don't think either of them have the de- have the defensive end to give up for him, but I definitely believe they have the draft capital, especially having the sixth and seventh picks. But I don't think the Eagles would want to surrender their first rounder. Not not with the spot there, and they need they need Micah Parsons badly. I don't know if Odell's worth a first rounder to me right now. Not anymore. Yeah, I see where you guys are coming from, but. Who knows? That's been I think statistically Baker proven. personally plays better without. I think we can all agree on that. But I was gonna say, yeah, that, that's not yeah. even proven. There's no thinking about it. But it was a COVID se- a COVID season with a new head coach, so maybe they don't trade him but, and keep him around for another year. But I mean, I could very well see that too. That's enough. So I didn't. I didn't watch much of the Browns game today. I watched bits and pieces. My only so I'm gonna don't tell Brady, but I'm gonna go to the statistics here. <gasps> I've got two problems with this game. One, there's only a total of twenty two rushing attempts on the Brown stat line. Personally Yeah, but they couldn't really rush the second half though. No, there's nothing in. to get back into. They only lost by five points. There's no reason that Nick Chubb should only run the ball 13 times in any game. Nick Chubb has to get, because he's in a dual running back system, he has to have at least 15-plus. And if he's going to have 15-plus, Kareem Hunt needs at least 10. I'm okay with Baker Mayfield's three. That's whatever. Quarterback scrambles, it happens. But you cannot have 19 rushes between two running backs that in almost any other team could run 20 times in their own. And it has nothing to do with getting back into the game because they were never out of the game. It was six to three after the first, and then it was nineteen to three at halftime, and they outscored them fourteen to three in the second half. There was not a time that entire game, up until five minutes left in the fourth quarter, that they couldn't have stuck to their game plan and rushed the ball. Kind of expanding. Yeah, that is true. And my I see only... where you're coming. Okay, from. I'll just throw this in there real quick. Kind of expanding on your idea. Nick Chubb is not, like, should not be our primary, like, pass-catching back, if that makes any sort of sense. It should be Kareem Hunt. And I don't oh. understand oh, why I we, yeah. a lot of the plays today were designed yeah, to I throw completely the ball to Nick Chubb you. in the flats, have him run. He couldn't catch it. He had probably three drops today trying to do that. So that play calling no. Disappointed me in a way because I think we should have had Kareem Hunt out there trying. Even to last passes. week, he had a couple. Yeah, Nick Chubb did double all of Kareem Hunt's uh, receiving stats: two catches to one and four. How many dro- to how many targets did he have receiving wise? Chubb, uh, doesn't say. Not that I can find instantly. Targets. Wait, did you ask receptions targets. or targets? Targets. He had five targets. Right. Two receptions. Yeah, yeah, because I, I watched him drop well, two yeah, passes in a row. That would be three. Matt, what was your second point? Drops, yeah. Yeah. Uh, also, in the receiving end, um, why did Baker Mayfield have a reception <laughs> for negative eight yards? 
Oh, oh, oh! It got uh, it got tipped it got tipped back and he caught it. That and play, then they like then they that play him. screamed Cleveland Browns to me. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say I didn't even actually like have a almost problem. no other play I has before. Happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he threw it. The D line tipped it back to him, and Baker caught it. And because <laughs> I remember Tony Romo going. What the heck did I just watch? That's one of those that, like, you go over to the sideline and you're like, well, hindsight tells me I definitely should have just dropped that. But, like, in the moment, you can't make that play. You just see the ball flying at you, and, I mean, it's just natural. You just catch the ball, and you're like, oh, crap. <laughs> yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, this this wasn't game – like, this wasn't part of, like, the actual, like, gameplay. But I think that is the most entertaining game I've ever, like, watched where Tony Romo was one of the commentators. <laughs> that man was so excited throughout the entire game. I was, I was like, who are you? What have you done with Tony Romo? He also brought up a very interesting point, though. Apparently, the Chiefs kicker Harrison Bucker can literally hit from anywhere on the field. I except saw for, that too. Except for from 33 yards he missed out. One Apparently from 33. he's off from 33 out. Yeah, I'm saying like yeah. he like hit one from 67 at one point, but he like oh he always is just bad at 33 out, and it's hilarious. I was like, dude, you can't that can't be right, but it's actually true. I was like, oh wow. That's the last game point right there. I want to bring up about the Browns before we move on or whatever. Yeah. At the start of the season, I was not convinced that Baker Mayfield was the guy. But after seeing his performance through the season, I think it might be time for the Browns to throw money at a quarterback and officially sign him to be our franchise guy. I really do. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely time for the Browns to throw somebody. Oh, yeah. And Baker Mayfield has matured so much in the last few years that I, I see no reason for him being that guy. Stefanski and Baker literally gelled, like, right away. And that... I think that really helped yeah. Baker. Like, that it definitely did wonders for that man. Stefanski helped Baker in so many ways this year. It was nice. But going on the Baker big deal, uh, the Browns are still going to sign him to his fifth-year option. That would be the financial. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Do, yeah so that we can get more pieces. Well, yeah, you sign him. Yeah, Cleveland doesn't believe in financial. You sign to your fifth-year option in the middle of the season. You just extend him. And I hope that's what we do. I really think Baker Mayfield can yeah. be the guy. Okay, and anything left on the nope. the Chiefs-Browns game? Are you guys... I don't think, uh, I don't think so, other than the man with the legend, Chad Are Henney. you cheering to have lost to the eventual <laughs> champions, or, or is everybody... I think that... I think that if the Chiefs had Patrick Mahomes, this conversation wouldn't even be relevant. I think that the Chiefs would have walked all over the Bills. But since Patrick, with Patrick oh, Mahomes' status right. being up in the air, I don't know, man. We'll find out. If he can play, I'm picking the Chiefs. But if he doesn't play, it's going to be the Bills. I still think the Bills win anyway. I still I think the Bills win that. anyway. Firm believer. Tra- Trey White has a pick. Heard it here first. At least one. Maybe two. Okay. All right. Final game. Um, Brady. Final. Yeah, not just the final game of the weekend, but the final game for Drew Brees. Is that for mm-hmm. sure? Like uh, they came out today. He was he was indeed retiring at the end of the year and hit the end of his season. He did was indeed today. Unfortunate. I was hoping to see him for more. Yeah. That, that was a that was a rough way to. 
to go out to his first three pick game since week like week fourteen against the Bucks back in yeah. But how many of those things were his fault? Like one for sure. Those three, I, I think it was. I think it was sure two. Was I think it was fault. two. I think it was one. I was gonna say the last one was after. I don't. Wasn't eh, that the one that the know. receiver tipped? And but that it? last one was kind of iffy. No, it hit his bicep and bounced Either off. Way, so the it wasn't receiver necessarily tip. It had that. like smoked his bicep and bounced up. No. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that, that one was iffy for me. Because, I mean, like, he was, like, he was jumping, like, See, as a dude was, like, very going into him. Hit for sure, bicep, that's what I'm saying. Probably could have caught it, and therefore not being the quarterback's fault. I don't know. It was just, it was just like, a weird spot, because there was a guy in front of him and a guy behind him. So, well, the I mean, one that I saw, it. I want to say it was Kamara's direction, and Kamara slipped, cutting back for it, and it went right to the uh, Bucks player. I was saying, I think the last, I think the last pick might have been the only one I saw. I don't remember for sure. I w- I was in and out of my room that game. I was doing some stuff upstairs. But no, I I feel bad for Breeze, especially since this is. You his can't last feel game. too bad for him. He's got every other. He's got a he's yeah, got he's, a ring. He's got his ring. He's yeah. got every other quarterback record possible. But his his opponent has advanced to his 14th career conference championship game. Yeah, wasn't he your former quarterback, Brady? Yes, Isaac. I'm not even that salty about it. I'm sad, but not salty. I'm pretty sure Bill Belichick is probably salty. Oh, I'm sure Bill's not salty. I'm sure he's just like his usual robot-style self going, we're on to next year. Can't do anything about it. Stupid the receiving, the receiving <laughs> breakdown for the Buccaneers is interesting to say the least. Isn't it? it yeah, they had place? they had nine people catch passes. The two people who had touchdowns were only were the, it was their only catches. Suckup had a reception for three yards and a touchdown. Wait a minute. <laughs> Ryan Suckup had a touchdown. I'm, uh, I'm just reading it off the stats, dude. Ryan Suckup, one reception for three yards and a touchdown, and Mike Evans, one reception for three yards and a touchdown. Fournette, Fournette also had a receiving CD. Oh, Fournette. Fournette had the most receptions on the team, though. Second most yards to That's Cameron also true. Great. Yeah. Speaking of Bucks receivers, like, I understand, like, his previous two, like it was his previous two games, have really been his only like really solid games all year. But I think the Steelers' Antonio Brown is slowly coming back. That might be a hot take. It might not be, but I I think prime AB is coming back. Ten yards doesn't sound like a prime AB to me. Well, not not to, not today. He was he was in he was hurt. He was hurt like a couple different points, and they were they were charging. Was Miles Garrett that, so. hurt today? I hate to I go mean, back to an older game, but. Yes, my, yeah. yes, Miles Garrett was hurt. He was playing. I was say, yeah, because every other time I swear I looked at the game, they had him on the screen wincing in pain. Yeah, they were limiting him, limiting yeah. him to pass rush, which is only. unfortunate. Especially since the other team can well, pick I, up on I, that and be like, okay, switch that up. Yeah, the line. yeah. I think if Garrett was healthy, I think I think the Browns defense would have been Absolutely. even better today. But I mean, but, Denzel. 
Bucks Saints was definitely interesting. There was a point in the game where Brady's and Brady and Breeze hadn't even combined for 250 yards. I think that was like in the no. third quarter. Well, neither one of them really had a great day. Period. <laughs> Tom Brady had 199. <laughs> I know it's not. I don't think it's really funny. And the Saints combined for 190. Jameis Winston. The future of the I think the they team. let him walk. I That's think they a hot take. Yeah. They built around Taysom Hill. No. I don't think they built it on Taysom nope, Hill they, either. They, we'll see. I think They he, already came out and said that they want to re-sign Jameis Winston. Yeah, But that sure. doesn't mean he's going to be I heard rumors that he might end up in Indianapolis and take over for Phillip Rivers. You get into there, yeah. No, I, I think, I think the Saints resign him. I think they, I think they keep Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston, and still keep Taysom Hill as that trick play kind of guy. Like, I, I think Taysom Hill is a very nice trick it, play weapon. I mean, they've used him like that for a couple of years. So I think, I think they should keep him. I would and keep love him to see role. Taysom Hill be a starter somewhere, not necessarily in New Orleans, but just somewhere, because the dude can throw the ball, but obviously oh, yeah. run. <laughs> Go to, go to Houston. I want to see Taysom Hill be the Texans' new quarterback. Because, I mean, he's just a dollar nah, bro. to Deshaun Watson. He's going right? to the Jets. I, definitely, I want to see Taysom Hill in New York, though. I do. I'm going to see him replace Sam I want to see him be a starting quarterback somewhere. That's that's all I got. It'd be interesting. I think Brady does. Just that guy. Uh, oh, yeah, I uh, do. That's right. Jared Vildier playing for uh, two teams. In, in... Oh, yeah. I forgot about that, too. Did end up getting any snaps for the Packers? I didn't look. Uh, I didn't. I didn't look either. But yeah, I. I mean, he probably did. You know, say what else? I him. Probably needed needed an extra tackle. Move on. I'll look for that. Um. So I actually have. Here's my surprise topic. I had hinted at it a little bit. So and I. I did tell Isaac and Clayton to put more thought into this than their own team. And Matt, you don't necessarily have an NFL team. But I mean, I. You. I. You could probably still manage it. Who, in your guys' opinion, is one of the most, like, underappreciated or, like, unsung defensive players in the NFL, not on your own team? Like, I know we did the NBA NBA players last episode. Well, I want to do it for NBA or NFL defensive players this time. I want to know – I just want to know who you guys think is, an un, is a very, very good and underappreciated defensive player in the NFL. And sure. I mean, I can go. I can go first, if you guys, if you guys want time to think. So I'm gonna go with Jair Alexander of the Packers. That's a good one, Jair Alexander. I'm, I remember correctly, it was the first round pick, and th- if I remember correctly, there's not been a single game all year where he is allowed triple digit receiving yards against against the team's number one receiver. He is an insane cornerback. He's an insane talent. Like he's definitely the face of the Packers defense. He, but no one ever really talks about him because, you know, when you th- when you think about the Packers, you think about Rodgers, Jones, Devontae Adams, even even David Bakhtiari, who's a lineman, comes to mind before Jair Alexander. Blake and I actually talk about Jair Alexander quite a bit and how he's so underappreciated, but he's he's a great corner. He's he's amazing. No, that's why I put him in my top five. Joe Schobert well, with the former Cleveland Brown. All right, all right, all right. I see what you did there. 
I mean, while he was in Cleveland, he was so underappreciated in the league. But since he moved to Jacksonville, I don't think I've heard his name once. I mean, I th- I'm pretty sure he's played a couple of nice games. Yeah, I'm like, he's a very good middle linebacker. Here, let, let me let me find that for you. Um, but c- c- continue to talk if you have anything else. I, mean, I was going to go look up his stats and I talk, but he, he had 84 solo tackles this year for with a total of. 141. He had two and a half sacks. So I mean, yeah, he had, he had a pretty nice year. He, I'm like, he he led the he led the Jaguars in tackles. He led the Browns in tackles when he played for the Browns too. He's just a tackling machine. He gets the spots. He plays well, and you don't hear about him. I mean, I, I agree with you there. There's a lot of middle linebackers that are tackling machines like Joe Schobert. That never really get any attention. Like not not a lot of people pay attention to middle linebackers that aren't named Bobby Wagner. So I mean, like, yeah, yeah, I I completely understand what you're like. What you're. Oh, uh, can about. I throw something in real quick? Absolutely, uh, go ahead. Jared Valdir tested positive for COVID two days after landing in Green Bay. No. Yeah. So uh, he never even really suited up for the team. He tested positive immediately. And he was never with the team, so nobody else was deemed close contact. So rip Love that. that worked out. Still technically signed a contract. He did. He was there, but, uh, in spirit only. All right, I will. Which go one next? you guys want to go next? I have an idea. I just got to find his sat- stats for today. All right, I found them. So my guy is going to be Devin White, another linebacker that's fallen underneath the radar. Oh yeah. I, I love he was I love arguably, in my opinion, the biggest one of the biggest Pro Bowl snubs this year. He had 97 tackles, nine sacks, and forced a fumble. And today, against a very good Saints offense, he had 11 tackles. So, kind of like Joe Schobert, he's just a tackling machine. Just another one of those middle linebackers that fell under the radar. Yes, he, he also had a pick, and I don't remember if it was a forced fumble or a recovered fumble. He recovered it. He didn't force it. Yeah, to me, yeah, Devin White to me was def- one of the two premier defensive players of that game. And I also forgot to bring up. I think it was Carlton Davis held Michael Thomas today to no receptions and no TDs. Also insane. But anyway, Clayton, do you have anything else on that? Sorry for interrupting. Nope. I've said about all I needed to say. All right, Matt, give me the question again. Um. Who is who is in your opinion is the most underappreciated defensive player in the NFL not on your own team? I don't no one comes to mind for me defensively, but I was okay. remembering You're... back to a game yesterday. So we'll call it an honorable mention. And it's an offensive guy. Okay, that's fine. We we can roll offensive too. We got yeah, it. Yeah, anybody picking pick an offensive guy too, just just to make me feel better, so I'm not all left out and stuff. That's fine. A guy yeah, from the Los Angeles Rams on the offensive line named Andrew Whitworth, nicknamed the Ageless One. That man is 39 years old, and yet continues to come back every year and be a top end offensive lineman, and it's insane. 
Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Wilbur's been around for a while. Oh gosh, I I remember when he back when he played with the Bengals. He was drafted in 2006 with the 55th pick from the Bengals. Yeah, he's been around for a while. But no, I, I was just listening to him talk about it, and he was, and every time they showed him, he was. I mean, when he wasn't on the field, he was always coaching somebody on the sideline. I was like, man, what an amazing guy to have for your locker room. He's been around the league forever. He knows the ins and outs of everything, and yet he's still competing at the highest level and doing it well. Oh, I, absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Matt, you can also come up with another offensive player on, if you can think of one. I, <laughs> I, I actually have two. I have, I have two offensive players. I'm actually going to. I'm talk about defensive player. You know the defensive player. All right, Isaac, uh, hit us the defensive player first. It might be uh You might agree with me. I'm going to say Joey Bosa. I haven't heard much of him. Of him. I don't think Joey Bosa had that good of a year though. I mean, I have to look. I have to look for sure. Um, I just haven't heard a lot of him since he got drafted. Uh, I don't. Uh, I think Joey Bosa is more appreciated than you think, but. It's just because he plays out in – he plays with the Chargers. Yeah. But, I mean, I, I don't think he had that good of a year. I mean, I'll, I'll look. Oh, it's because well, right now he has a concussion. But, I mean, he had seven and a half sacks this year. So, I mean, yeah, he definitely didn't have a bad year. I mean, he only had one game with more than with more than three tackles. So, it was also the game he had three sacks. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah. He definitely hasn't done bad, for sure. Yeah. He's not Brady, what are your two players? My two players on the offense? They're actually two of, ar- probably arguably two of the bigger Pro Bowl snubs on the offensive side. And actually have one, one in the AFC and one in the NFC. So, I'm going to stick in the NFC just because it's still at the Packers. But, Robert Tanyan, the tight end. Um... He had, I think it was ten TDs this year, and got snubbed from the Pro Bowl by Ev- for Evan Ingram, who I think had one TD if I remember correctly. Here, let me let me pull up Robert Tanya's stats. That's another underappreciated player that plays in Green Bay because of just their the headline headlining players that they have there. Yeah, this year Tanya had fifty two receptions for five eighty six and eleven touchdowns. He averaged eleven point three yards per reception. It's very underappreciated player. Wow. While Evan Ingram had 63 receptions for 654 yards and one touchdown. Yeah. I mean, like, it, like the yards and receptions, like, they're all within, like, the same general area. But I think 11 touchdowns compared to one is completely different. Just, you know, by, by 10. Or, uh, yeah, 10. And then my other one, and it's not just because I had him in fantasy. But James Robinson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. That man was the majority of their offense. As a rookie, he was a 1,000-plus-yard rusher as a rookie. I mean, don't get me wrong. The AFC running back club is absolutely loaded for sure. But James Robinson came out and put up amazing numbers as a rookie. Like, obviously, he's no Nick Chubb. He's no Derrick Henry. But for an undrafted rookie... He, he. I thought he did an amazing job of replacing Leonard Fournette. Can we talk about the fact that the Giants' top receivers still only had three touchdowns? 
like I feel like they had two guys with three touchdowns. This is this is why the Giants only won five games. Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton. <laughs> and those are their two best receivers. Like the regardless of touchdowns. Ed- yeah. Freaking Evan Ingram. <laughs> Worst fantasy pickup of the year. Uh, I don't know about that. All right. I have two offensive ones. Tyler. All right, go ahead, Isaac. With my first one. Wait, 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 wait. Who'd you say? Tyler Boyd. Oh, Tyler Boyd. Okay. I just couldn't understand you. Dang, Brady, that you was put mine. 324 in fantasy? It's like three nights in a row with 300 plus? Yeah. Dang. Sorry. I couldn't help it. Tyler Boyd was who I was going to say, too, Isaac. All right. I'll let you talk about him then. And then my second one is uh, the Lions rookie running back, yeah, uh, Swift. Oh, yeah, DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I'll, I'll get with you there. Tyler Boyd, wide receiver okay. for the Bengals. When oh, yeah, he had him. Joe Burrow throwing to him, he was consistently putting up between 40 and 80 yards per week, which doesn't sound like a whole lot, but considering what Cincinnati had to work with this season, I would consider that solid and definitely a place where they could build. He was my number two wide receiver in fantasy until uh, Joe Burrow went down. I never played him again. But definitely that Burrow-Higgins-Boyd connection is solid. Yeah, for sure. And they're all in the same timeline, too. They're all fairly young. This was Boyd's second year, right? Or third year. Was it Boyd's third and Higgins' second? Is that what it was? I think think it was Boyd's No, Boyd's been in the league since 2016. Really? Oh, so it's like fifth fifth or sixth, actually. It's his fifth season. Season. Yeah. yeah, I think the Bengals are a pass-catching tight end and, and line three to five, line. three to three to five linemen away from being a very nice offense. No, so I said three to five. I don't even know who's on their O line. Not much. That's why Joe Burrow's out for the next two years. Yeah, I definitely don't think he should play if he gets to come back next year. He's going to try. Not, not at he all. just came out and said that, that he's going to try and be ready for the start of the season. Just let Ryan Dinley be bad to get another draft pick, draft, draft another nice O-lineman like they hopefully will grab this year, and then you'll be fine. Joe Burrow, just chill. Let, let your knee heal completely. Definitely. Grind it out at home. Make the Bengals good and Madden like you're the LeBron James of the Cincinnati Bengals. Just do it. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Hot Take Sports, Episode 6. Hopefully, we'll see you guys next weekend. Twitter, Hot Take Sports 16. And the TikTok, also Hot Take Sports 16. And the Cleveland Browns fan on Twitter and Instagram. Thank you all. Absolutely. Have a good rest of your day.